The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Tuesday, of course, being Budget Day, and it is possibly one of the more challenging budget days in recent memory, given the cost of living crisis, the inflation crisis, and the energy crisis that are coming as a trifecta. The Minister for Finance and Eurogroup President Pascal Donoghue is speaking today at uh, Finnegal's Small Business and Enterprise Conference in Limerick, and he joins us on the program this morning. Morning, Minister. Good morning, Anton. How are you? I'm very good. Can we start where we left with uh, Larry Donnelly and Claire Brock, which is the uh, criticism of uh, the Taoiseach travelling business class to New York? Poor optics at a time of economic crisis? Well, the Taoiseach was travelling to a major uh, UN meeting that was taking place uh, regarding many of the security crises that in turn are causing many of the challenges that Ireland uh, is now facing. Uh, I know how hard the Taoiseach works. At the moment, he would have got off that plane. He would have went right to work on our behalf. Uh, I know how frugal he is in uh, his uh, use of the country's money. And I feel on this occasion, it is justified, given how hard he will work on our behalf in America. Uh, I want to talk about frugality and the use of public money from your own role in in a second. Just before that, one of the issues, of course, coming up is your departure as Minister for Finance means that you also depart as leader of the Eurogroup Finance Ministers. We saw last year domestic political issues causing us to lose a European commissioner. To some extent, are we shooting ourselves in the foot the same way that a domestic um, swapping of the chairs loses us an influential role in Europe? So, look, this is a matter for the party leaders to work on and to make a decision on and to engage with each other on in the coming weeks and months. Uh, all I'm focused on is working with Minister Michael McGrath to deliver a budget next Tuesday that responds back to the needs that our country and that our economy has. But you know that safe. role better than anybody else. Do we lose influence if we don't have somebody sitting in it? Look, it's a very uh, important role within the European Union and within the Euro area, as I've acknowledged on many occasions. Uh, but where my energy is for now and for the time after the budget is in responding back to our challenges here at home. And of course, uh, Anton, I know there will be a lot of interest as we approach a uh, the change in government later on in the year and who does what job and so on. But what's more important to me is the jobs that we need to protect within our country. Except because those sorry, jobs Minister, are at the heart of our economic It's recovery. not just political spectator sport as to who gets this job. As you say yourself, it's an important role within Europe. So there is a genuine question about, is it salvageable? And one of the things that has been suggested is if you retain some aspect of a finance portfolio, you will be able to be re-elected in the position. Is that your understanding? Uh, these are all matters that the party leaders and the government will form a view on in the time ahead. Uh, I'm responsible for many different matters uh, all of which I'm held to account both by the Oireachtas and by journalists like your good self. But there are some matters uh, that uh, are determined and decided by the party leaders and this is a matter for them. Uh, I know where my energy and where my focus is at the moment, which is the budget, responding back to the many challenges that you outlined as you introduced me. That's what I'm here to do. Uh, and uh, the party leaders are aware of the role, but they have many competing priorities and I will leave it with them to make the right decision on us. And in the meantime, myself and Minister McGrath will continue to have an excellent working relationship in preparing and delivering and then implementing this budget. Well, let's look to the budget then. You obviously have, have two issues. There is One is the ongoing normal budgetary process. The other is responding to the crisis into which we face. And most of the analysts would say that the measures you now need to take need to be A, temporary and B, targeted at those who need the most. At the same time, we're hearing mood music and suggestions from your Fine Gael colleagues that there will be changes to tax bans, which are neither temporary nor targeted. What's your position? 
that any such changes uh, in taxation do play a really important role in helping put money back uh, in the pockets and the purses and the wallets of those people who are the backbone of our economy. But the issue that you raise regarding sustainability is an important one, that we have to be able to afford them in the years to come. And this is why the funding of our tax package will come from inside the economic parameters that I announced earlier on in the year for the budget and will not be paid for through the one-off measures that we'll be announcing that will accompany uh, the uh, normal budgetary measures on, on, on Tuesday. Although, of course, the, the slight irony to this year's budget is that it is there is an element of once-off windfall in the corporation tax receipts that have totally changed the, the perspective that you have and rather the quantum that you have to spend. To what degree do you feel that that needs to be protected and not used in the short term? Uh, we, I believe, uh, have to examine the case uh, for keeping some money in reserve for what the year could yet bring. Uh, since 2019, uh, I have not changed the spending plans of our budget uh, as our corporate tax revenue has gone up. So that is now why we're in a position that as our corporate tax collection has gone up, it has fed true to a budgetary surplus for the country as opposed to using that money to pay for day-to-day public services. And what myself, Minister McGrath and the party leaders will decide on across Sunday and Monday is given that some of that revenue might not be repeated in the future, is there some of it that we can keep back in reserve? Now, can I ask you about that thing of of the repetition of that revenue in the future? If you look at the underlying corporation tax numbers that we have this year, one out of every four years of corporation tax is, uh, or sorry, one out of every four years of tax is corporation tax. And half of that is recouped from 10 companies, big pharma, big tech. Are you planning to try to reduce that exposure and do you see that exposure as a long-term risk? Uh, So in terms of your first question, am I trying to reduce that exposure all the time? The answer to that question is yes. And that is the reason why I'm running a budgetary surplus for this year. Because the way in which you compound that risk and the way in which you make a huge vulnerability is that as your tax collection goes up from very large taxpayers, if you spend every cent of that in spending that we know we'll need to repeat year after year. And for the last two years in particular, we haven't done that. In terms of your second question, do I see it as a risk? I see it as something that could be a risk in the future, which is why we need to plan for it now. If I've learned anything from the last five years as Minister for Finance, Anton, it's that the unimaginable and the unexpected can happen and over the last five years has now happened on two separate occasions to us. Which in this context Uh, means the possibility of that FDI reversing to some degree at some point. Well, what I'd be very confident about is our ability to sustain the FDI employment that we have in our country. And if you look at the last number of years, even with the decision that we've made in relation to corporate tax, you can see how the amount of job investment in our country has gone up and up. But the risk that we need to manage is even though the number of jobs in our country from large employers has increased, there's no guarantee that the levels of profitability that these large companies have at the moment will continue indefinitely into the future. There's also and this is why this is why to go back to your, uh, one of your earlier questions, we just need to get the balance right between keeping some money back 
uh, for other challenges that could develop in the future. Indeed. We're doing enough to help today. There's also a significant challenge in relation to our economy de- being dependent and these employment numbers being dependent on net immigration of labour. And that's being hampered by a housing crisis. A housing crisis that we saw this week may get worse because according to reports, Cabinet Subcommittee was told that the um, targets were going to be missed into the coming years in terms of uh, housing provision. How significant is that economic consequence and how is it that successive ministers have singularly failed to get their arms around this crisis? So successive ministers have seen the number of houses that have been built in our country go up year after year despite the fact most recently that we had a pandemic and we had our construction sector closed for some time. But all that being said, uh, I am keenly aware that we're not delivering enough homes in our country and not delivering them at the right prices. Why? And even though we have made some progress. Why? It is because of the cost of construction within our country. It is because of the overhang from the global financial crisis of a number of years ago. It is because even though we have increased the number of houses we're delivering, we haven't delivered it in line with population growth. And this is why what the government will continue to do is week by week, month by month, every opportunity we have to do something different to affect the use of land and build more homes will do. And do you allocate any culpability to the governments involved or is it all external factors? Oh, no, I fully accept our responsibility in it. Uh, I absolutely accept that when you're in government, you are responsible for the progress of your society and for your economy. And even though external factors do play a role, and even though uh, things can happen domestically that can be outside the control or influence of government, of course I accept responsibility. Just as I've made the case for where we've made progress in some areas, I equally accept where we haven't made enough. But to go back to your point on housing, it is why when uh, you see our budget on Tuesday, it's the reason why I'll be bringing forward a measure in relation to vacant property taxes. It's the reason why I'll be bringing forward a measure to more effectively tax land that could have homes built on it, but isn't being used to deliver those homes. And Minister Dara O'Brien will be bringing forward additional measures to again respond back to some changes that are happening that we have to make a difference to and deliver more homes. Can I ask, uh, in relation to the energy crisis itself, one of the things that Sinn Féin has said is that they would take 1.6 billion and that they would use it to create a ceiling to energy prices for every citizen because everybody is going to be facing into these energy costs and having the capacity to say, I know that I am pegged at my current or below my current price gives me predictability whether I'm the squeezed middle or whether I'm on the economic margins. Why would you not do the same? Because it's utterly reckless. It's totally reckless. And the reason why it's so reckless is Sinn Féin, uh, any government do not know what the price of energy is going to be in the future. We don't know that. And to give such a commitment is the equivalent to writing a blank cheque. And when you write cheques like that, the people who pay are ultimately our own country. But isn't, isn't that ultimately who will pay anyway? Because everybody w- w- needs to turn on their lights. Everybody needs to heat their house over the winter. So either the money comes from the citizen directly to the energy company or it comes from the exchequer and the citizen is protected from the extremes of that price cost. Uh, and uh, there are a balance and there is a balance in which we have to try to attain as we respond back to this. I've said since the... A huge uh, increase in the price of energy began to develop in our country and we saw inflation began to grow, that the government can help, 
the government can play a role, but ultimately we cannot do everything because the money that we have is the people's money, money that we either collect now in taxes or we borrow on your behalf in the future. And to uh, pretend that there are measures out there that can protect our people and our economy entirely from huge changes in the price of energy that are taking place is a dangerous Well, I, I don't think make. that's the Sinn Féin position. The Sinn Féin position is that for residents and for individual homeowners who will be the ones bearing this financial burden either way, that the exchequer would do it as a way to take the extremes out of it. But then ultimately, the exchequer will end up with a risk regarding uh, what happens if the price of energy goes up. And the exchequer is just another word for the money that the people of Ireland either pay now in their taxes or will pay in the future in their taxes. And I mean, go back to where we were 15 years ago when we were dealing with our banking sector and financial services. At that point then, we thought we were facing into a liquidity problem in companies that were economically systemic and very important to our economy and who were also globally integrated with forces that were developing beyond our control. Does that sound familiar to where we are now with the energy sector? And in response to that, the Sinn Féin response is that we will guarantee a price, but never knowing what the cost will be. Okay, well, and we, the we cost do have... will be borne by the people of Ireland in those kind of circumstances. Indeed, well, well we do have the Sinn Féin President Marilyn McDonnell coming up after the news and I will put it to her. There is one final thing though that I wanted to ask uh, Pascal Donahue before you uh, depart, which is, it goes back to where we started about you uh, ending your tenure as Minister for Finance. Will you miss it? Uh, oh my God, I have so much more I want to do and need to do in the time ahead. And uh, my fate and uh, what I do is that, uh, Anton, genuinely, the last thing on my mind with all I have to do at the moment. I have a budget, I have a finance bill, there's so much happening around us. Uh, Leo, uh, the Taoiseach uh, and uh, Minister Ryan, they'll make decisions later on in the year and I'll think about it at that point. Thank you very much, Pascal Donoghue. That is the Minister for Finance, Pascal Donoghue. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.